Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Hello. And welcome to the H&J Daily Podcast with me, Andy Goldstein, in for Paul Hawksby. And me, Andy Jacobs. And uh, thanks very much for sitting in, Andy. I enjoyed My the pleasure. show today. Thank um, you. Good fun. We had a few chats, uh, especially because Dan Levine didn't turn up. His oh, phone didn't Dan work. Levine. Thanks very much. I had to do about half an hour of football chat. Ad-lib. But there was some other stuff as well with uh, bits in the papers. Um, Rudimental, who'd been in Locksmith, uh, from Rudimental rather, who'd been in uh, a few weeks ago. He came in again. He's always entertaining, big Arsenal fan. Talking about a new initiative that he's got and uh, his game at Soccer Aid. He's still talking about it, but we can't blame him for that. No. And uh, Dr. Utley from Leeds University, who's done a study saying that football isn't bad for you. Watching football is mm. actually positively good for you. Yeah, I mean, I could have saved her lots of time and money by just telling her that. <laughs> you tried to at the end. Yes. <laughs> but she was good. I enjoyed that. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Andy. You're back when? Tomorrow night? Uh, I am back on the Sports Bar tomorrow night. And tomorrow is Thursday. Is that right? 10 p.m. Yep, and um, for podcast listeners who may not have heard me talk about it on the show, uh, Paul, uh, sadly his mum had to be taken to hospital this week, so he's obviously been off for that, and therefore we can't do Edinburgh together, which is really sad. We're both very much looking forward to it, but you'll be in the very capable hands of Danny Kelly, Ivo Graham, uh, Graham rather, Elliot Steele, and on Friday I think Charlie Baker's co-hosting, so it'll be a lot of fun, loads of comedians, loads of interesting guests, and of course it's the Edinburgh, so it'll be great fun. That's the shows for the next couple of days. I'll be back on Monday. <laughs> And in the words of Paul Hawksby, good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yeah, good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Andy. And uh, thanks for sitting in again. Paul will be back uh, next week. And, uh, yeah, he's, he had a little family issue with his mum and everything, but hopefully she's on the men now. So, uh, good. good stuff. All good. Now, because um, a lot of people have been asking me. Now, last night... Uh, have they been saying this? Oh, when's Paul going back? No, they didn't say <laughs> that. Were they? Yes. I'm starting to sound like Max Rushton, aren't I? <laughs> I? That's not how I would, I would think. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, uh, last night at home, the wife said to me... Oh, do you want to go to the local amateur dramatic group play uh, amateur dramatic group play tomorrow night I went well no I can't it's the super cup in Istanbul you know she says to me no but I've heard it's very good so I said I'm not going to miss Liverpool versus Chelsea to go and see a bit of amateur dramatics mind you after the fourth goal goes in I yeah. wish I was there yeah well, you, at half time you'll still be able to make it <laughs> I will I'll get there for the second half of the play you, you're not looking forward to that are you I can't say I am to be really honest it's hard to see an outcome that isn't you know 
pretty much a repeat of Sunday. But look, we'll see. We, we just got to, you know, like I said to you the other day, it's always got to be, you know, we're going to talk a lot about it later on the game with on the Liverpool and the Chelsea point of view. So it's it's going to be a difficult night, but and it's going to be a difficult period for a little while, but uh, it'll get better. What I'm is your quietly, honest prediction, hand on heart? I can't see it being less than three. I can't. I mean, how can... For who, Chelsea? <laughs> against. Yeah, I, I mean, I like, hope I'm wrong. You know, I'd take, you know, I'd take... Drawing an extra, and uh, you know, ninety minutes. Is it straight to pens? Is it straight to pens? I think it's straight to pens. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, okay. we'll find that out anyway. So uh, yeah. Um, the only thing is, like, it's funny. Everyone's been talking about Liverpool and very. I mean, they're brilliant, aren't they? They're brilliant side, no question about it. But they're in the third, fourth year of this project. They've bought brilliantly. They've got a great manager, mm. and they went so close uh, last year. But this year, I was oh, thinking, sorry, can I just say that I'm being told there is extra time tonight. There is extra time. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. I don't. I don't think that will happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's the point of even telling me that? It's I not going to go that far. I don't think it's going to go that far. But um, they've got the FIFA World Club Championship in the busy December period, and that is not going to help, you know, to have to travel, True. play that game, be a game behind City probably for for a bit. Good you point. Know, so send but, the kids, send yeah, the kids is what I say. Well, it's a, you know, it's a big... It's like tonight, it's very prestigious, and especially the sort of, you know, the European managers, they they think these are big trophies, and so they'll they'll want to do well. Um, don't know, have you seen this? Jo- Jody Marsh has had a bit of a social media piling. Have you seen this? I have, it's amazing. It's incredible. On her tattoo, which, I mean, it really does look like our own Chris Camaro was here, of course, last Friday, the yeah. Green King So It's meant to be Freddie Mercury with a microphone. I know, it's meant to be Freddie Mercury, but it honestly is. And, of course, people on Twitter are going, uh, you know, unbelievable tattoo, Jeff and that sort of ideal. <laughs> it looks like Kamara holding a cornetto. I think yeah. it's one of the two. But yeah. it is a really poor tattoo. If you look at Well, it's only as good as the tattoo's only as good of as course, the drawing, you know. Of course, so. but surely, you know, you would you would have seen before the fellas the, work. Yeah, before the bloke started putting the ink in, you might have said, could you adjust that? I don't think Freddie was that fat. I don't think even Cammy's that fat. So uh, there you go. But uh, Have you got any tats? No. Have you? Uh, eight. Eight? Yeah, I've got eight tattoos. Where? They uh, don't show. Well, no, you can't see because I'm clothed. <laughs> well, I don't know. Hopefully, I'll never see them. <laughs> I'll show you one later on. Have you not thought? Because you're, I, the thing I like about you is you sh- you'll always sort of try something just for the experience. You yeah. never thought about doing that? No, I don't think so. Why don't we get one in on the show and do and tattoo you live? <laughs> just a tiny yeah, little like spider's web on your neck. <laughs> Mike Tyson, I think. That'd, on the, on the be face. Nice. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be nice. Tremendous. Yeah. Do you think Bex has got too many, though? I mean, he's the really. The, no, but he's Bex, he can do what he wants, can't he? Well, he looks fantastic. Very, very true. You're a man who um, watches his weight and has, you know, <laughs> you are, aren't you? You're concerned about it. <laughs> I am concerned. And you do weigh, I've seen old pictures of you, you're very trim now, very fit, you weigh Thank a lot. You. Less than you used to, put yeah. it kindly. Just put fat boy at the end of that sentence. <laughs> no. And uh, we've, we've long had a thing on this show about people who are, uh, lose a lot of weight, sensational, slimmer of the year. Yes, the way that they, the newspaper shows, they have the show photo with the old trousers. I'm that's sure right. you're familiar with that. They, they usually have, stand in one leg of the trouser, don't they? That's another one. Yeah. That's very true. Or they have the cardboard cutout of what you used to be. <laughs> that's right. But this bloke today, Ben Muscroft, 42. Crofty. Yeah, Crofty. He's gone for the full, both. He's got the, the old trousers and the cardboard cutout. You think he's like, we get the idea, oh, you've lost quite a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Maybe there were two of him, he was that big. <laughs> very rarely, do you know, very rarely do, do slimmers like that, slimmers of the year, they keep mm. it off. Do you know? Very rarely. So something like 85% of them go back to what they really? were. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate, isn't it, really? Do you watch your weight? I should do. Uh, I don't, but I should do is the answer. Well, it's good that you don't. Well, you're, you're in good shape yourself. You, you still got a gym in your house? Yes, yeah, not no, because I've moved. I downsized, so I just got an exercise bike and okay. yeah, I do a little bit of work. But you know, 
it's it, I've always had the old uh, derby really it's hard to get rid of what can you do uh, I don't know if you saw this story this is a good one from the sun today mm. um, <laughs> this bloke the UK, the boss of UKIP the new boss is, his name is Richard Brain and oh, he, I saw that. He, yeah, he's yeah, rather yeah, unhappy yeah. that he keeps getting it's more this of a sports boss story this is it <laughs> It is really. It is a very, very unfortunate name, really. So, uh, what can you do? But uh, he's getting taunted about it. I'm, I'm guessing is, it's one happy. of those names that obviously, when he when he was named by his parents, they just didn't think about it. I suppose so. Yeah. You, you think he'd got used to it by now? He said he wants to change his name. I suppose he could do. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> again, too many suggestions too early in the day. Don't yeah, don't bother tweeting yeah. me. There is no point in that. There is no point. This is a very odd story as well. Callous burglars have stolen a defibrillator from a football club. They smashed into FC Clacton's Austin Arena before swiping the thousand pound device, which obviously can save someone who's having a cardiac arrest. I mean, two things strike you. Number one, how irresponsible is that to steal that? And number two, what would you do mm. with it? How would you did they think it was something else, like a bit of you know, I don't know, sort of... An old telephone. <laughs> God, knows. Do you think when they were making their getaway, someone was on lookout and he went, yeah, it's all clear? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Good. Good one. Well done. And, uh, yes, Thames... I'm full of all these stories. No, I like this. This is great. This is like great. Go on. Yeah, I do. I love the way the papers report on Wayne Rooney, as if they live in his house. So this <laughs> is amazing, this. Boozy Wayne Rooney has ditched the drink and is seeking treatment to help him quit for good. I don't know how they know this. The ex-United and Manchester United ace 33, we didn't need to know that, would have sessions with a counsellor after wife Colleen tore him off a strip. I mean, how do they know that? Were they there? Were they fly on the wall? Maybe they've got one of those like Amazon Google things that listen to you. I've, I've had a feeling for a long time that Source, that you shouldn't be able to... She was complaining last week on... Um, Instagram, one of those that you know, source Colleen, right. saying source or Twitter, they're saying source is just a made up person. Yeah, of course, right. it is. We all know that. So I think if you're going to quote a source, you have to actually say who it is. I think that should be. I think that should be a rule. Well, I think there should. There's a couple of rules that I'd like to introduce into into the media. Right. Mm. One is the apology of something that's wrong should be the size, same size as the, the oh, actual story. Yeah. And I think there should be a complete and utter block now on any pictures of any famous people at funerals. I just don't need to see what they look like. At no, a funeral. that's a good point, actually. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree with that. Although, bravo to the Sun this morning because I thought it was very good of them to publish. Oh, the, this. by the way, the Sun could do what they want. No, right? no, this and text. The Times. I just thought this I'd put text that out was there. really interesting. They said, "I love Sun Sport, which is excellent, but not your Brexit stuff. Can we just have a sports edition of the Sun?" Which I think was a, quite a bold, considering the way they feel about everything at the moment. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a very bold thing to do. So well, there was years ago, wasn't there? A newspaper. I know there are still today, obviously the Sporting Life, but there was. Wasn't there a football paper that came out? Wasn't it just football? Have uh, I made that up? No, uh, there was, but they're happening over the years. But yeah, yeah. Uh, um, okay. I think non-league news. Uh, that, that was a newspaper to start. What? Non-league. No, news. that wasn't. I think there wasn't. That wasn't a newspaper. Still non-league news. Our, our non-league expert from the <laughs> podcast, the National League. What's it called? The Obsession. National Obsession has just told us. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So they, you you, you know, learn something every you day. You probably get all your material out of there, John, don't you? <laughs> Absolutely just, just not. Just quickly, before says. we move on, <laughs> Joe, who works on the show, it's his birthday today, he's 23. Oh, marvellous. We said he was 28. Well, no, we there's no we here. I, I, said, I said 24. <laughs> then you went 28. And when he went, no, 23, you went, blimey. <laughs> yes, I did, really. Sorry, Joe. You so, happy birthday to very Joe. fresh face. I, I asked him what he got for his birthday, and he went, eh, nothing much, and he's got a few bits coming up, he's going away soon, so yeah, it's all very exciting. Yeah. For, mm. But I just like to put it out there the worst present you've ever received all right i'll have a think what mine is but it just popped into my i don't know if you've got one in yours but just I'll give it some thought i can't nothing springs to mind straight away but i will the most pointless 
present. You open it up on Christmas uh, on Christmas on your birthday or the day after, whenever you see you made, and you open it up. You just think, why do I need? Some? Most of them will have come from my wife, who's the supreme regifter. Oh, does she regift? Oh, God, does so she really? There's nothing asleep. wrong with with regifting. Is there? Her best ever regifting was Eamon Holmes came in. And <laughs> he, <laughs> Already, this is amazing. <laughs> and he and he was talking about he came in. Oh, here yeah, right, he came okay. to the, in the old place, but he came yeah. into the studio before he was working for Talk Radio, and he came into the studio. He'd written a book. His autobiography, obviously, and uh, and he signed it for us at the end. He said, "You know, best wishes, Andy. Thanks very much, Eamon. So I'm fine." So about oh, I'd say ten years later, so well out of date. Yeah. Eamon was quite grey at this point. <laughs> I know where this is going. Given it to somebody for Christmas, and of course, it's got the inscription in saying best wishes Andy Th thanks for allowing me on your show <laughs> unfortunately the bloke wasn't called Andy otherwise it would have been a great present that would have been perfect yeah. you know you just reminded me I used to uh, I used to collect autobiographies from people that came into the studio I did mm. quite a few and I, I covered for you guys for like two weeks once mm. Frank Skinner came in and I asked them when they signed the, the inside the cover mm. I always say to them can you just put the most sweary thing you can put okay right mm. and about six months ago I had a pile of books that I thought I'm never going to read. So my wife took them to the Oxfam shop. <laughs> yeah. You can, oh, this is true. <laughs> yeah, and you can imagine, they, took, oh they contacted her a couple of days later, she was walking past, they ran out and said, we can't take them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> she was oh. like, why? What? I don't... And they showed us some of the inscriptions. And it, I mean, it's the worst <laughs> words you could... <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, anyway... Yeah, value, uh, I'd imagine. I'd keep them. Hang on to them. Sell them on eBay years years to come. Yeah, well, listen... How much do you want for... Uh, what was the... What was the I, I, I'll list them what I've got. One of them was Viv Anderson. Do you want to buy that of me? I can't tell you what Viv wrote. Tell me in the break what you said swear-wise, okay. and I'll tell you how much I'll pay for it <laughs> okay. when we come back. We'll do that in every break, yeah. <laughs> Tweet me now, Andy Gosling, 0 and 5. Your worst ever birthday present is on the back of Joe Works for Us. He's 24, 3, 3, 3 today. Okay, although Andy thought he was pushing 30. 28. He, yeah, pushing 30, though. It's the same. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. You're listening to Hawksby and Jacobs with me, Andy Goldstein, in for Porksby. We've got a couple of studio guests today, actually, and we can say hello to our first one this afternoon. He's from Rudimental. He's Locksmith. He's in the studio. Yo. In the house, I don't quite know. <laughs> How are you, man? Are you good? No, I'm good. I'm real good. I'm you real look, good. If you don't know mind me saying, you look fantastic. You're a big specimen of a man. <laughs> How often do you go to the gym? Look at those arms. You know what? Um, I've got a gym in my ass, so I'm in there quite a bit. I was up 5am this morning. I did a 5k run and then some circuit training oh, as well. You've got a big house if you went 5k running. <laughs> <Yeah. isn't you? laughs> All around the ground. Who's the that? Hollywood star that gets up at like 3 o'clock in the morning? That would be Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely for serious work. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do you do that? Do you, I mean, you're that, are, you, are you daily? Are you? Yeah, I wouldn't say I've copied him. I've kind of done it since I was like 16 years old. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I used to play at youth level football, so it's always been installed me installed in me to yeah. uh, train and that's something I've taken it, up until now how much of it is in your genes could I ever have arms like those and a chest <laughs> like that can I'm, I do that? I'm pretty sure you could, you know. It's just about hard work, dedication and consistency. Oh, that's a no, I couldn't definitely do that. <laughs> <laughs> when you played in the uh, UNICEF game, wasn't it? The, yeah, the soccer aid, yeah. Soccer aid, yeah, that's it. Uh, I mean, obviously you could keep up. You had a, you played the whole game virtually, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, played 90 minutes. I think I was probably... Which not every celeb got yeah. to do that. So were the pros quite impressed with your fitness? Wait, I'm going to let you into a little secret. Okay. Uh, I got off the pitch, we won, we were celebrating... And Roberto Carlos didn't have a clue who I was. And he was like, what team are you going to next season then? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no. That's quite I, I just took that and I just <laughs> laughed it off and walked did, away. Did you not say, well, man, you're not, obviously. You're not, <laughs> you're not read the paper. He go to Arsenal. Who did you... Go, um, who, you can't go to Chelsea, that's for sure. No, that's for sure. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> Whose uh, shirt did you get? Obviously, people swap shirts at the end. No, I didn't get anyone's shirt. Why? I'm too shy for that. No. I got everyone to sign my shirt and I'm going to frame it and put okay, it up on the wall. Okay, that's cool. 
Yeah. You you set up or you you there was a penalty you involved in a penalty and yeah, you set up yeah, one yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, no, set up a goal for who was it? Who's Usain Bolt, yeah, to score. Who's that nice, fella? Who's that fella? Yeah, who is it? Which one was it? <laughs> Did you but get yeah. a chance to run next to him, sort of get an idea of how oh, no fast chance. he is? No, I, mean, I just caught the dust, especially <laughs> in training. There was points where I was thought I was running my fastest, yeah. and he was long gone. But yeah, no, it was That's a great experience. Because I remember seeing, because mostly you see sprinters on telly. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, so, and telly slows everything down. Yeah, yeah. And I remember seeing Carl Lewis live, and I was just gobs. I couldn't believe how quick he was. No, it's insane. It's insane. It's even like worse when you're on a picture of him. You're like, wow. Mm. You know, he's a really nice guy. I've, I've done a one-to-one interview with him. He's, he's a really funny guy fantastic. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to say I was the life and of the dressing room and whatnot, um, but he he was up there with them. <laughs> Who else was uh, was in the dressing room with you then? So we had Didier Drogba, Roberto Carlos. We had. Um, I mean, even that. Yeah, it's just, just like, parking, <laughs> it? it was crazy. It was surreal. I remember being on the bus afterwards, and I've got Roberto Carlos in front of me, and I've got Eric Cantona on my right. <laughs> And that's it. You don't yeah. need to tell anymore. Yeah, just literally, they're bantering about me, and like, and I'm just laughing my head off. I couldn't believe. It. I was like, right, oh, it's really that kind of vibe. But yeah, it was is it difficult? Game. Because of course, I'm guessing you'd be like me, where you just want to take loads of photos to to remember the moment. By you want a picture of you with Cantona on the bar. I've, I've never is been it, that way inclined where I get up in people's faces and I take like video uh, videos or photographs and whatnot. I, I like to be, let people have their space as a, as I do myself. But is I that why help. you didn't take a picture of me and Andy? Definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) But afterwards, I had to document it somehow. I have to tell my like my grandchildren that you know I was amongst (laughs) these kind of people. So I put it on the the Instagram, and it was a surreal moment. I can't say much more about it. Yeah. And do you do you remember where was the game played? Remind me where the game was. Chelsea, Stamford Bridge. Um, Do you um do you remember much about? playing the game because I played at the bridge I played in the soccer 60s so it wasn't was obviously good. packed but I played yeah. at a few stadiums where it has been packed yeah. and I just remember standing on the pitch looking about and you sort of forget everyone's around it's a very bizarre experience no, it is like, like I said I played at youth level and I got the chance to play at Stanford Bridge I played at kind of a couple of the big stadiums when I was younger um, but when it's fully packed like that I was telling the rest of the lads, look, don't play the occasion, try and play the game. Oh, very pro. <laughs> you know, them cliches. Were you telling that to Cantona? I was telling that to Kem <laughs> from, um, from Love Island. Oh, OK. Uh, but he came on and he smacked he it. He played well, didn't no, he? No, no, he came oh, on yeah. and he smacked it, scored uh, the equaliser for us to go through to the penalties. But it was a case of when I got on, I was just so in my element. I was like, I, didn't, I wasn't nervous one bit. I don't know whether that's because I, I play in front of a lot of people with rudimental or whatnot. But when I was there, I was just like, this is where I, I felt like this is where I was meant to be. And mm. I didn't really feel like um, nervous or whatnot. Yeah, that's that's good. good. Now, tell us about one of the things you're up to at the moment. One of the reasons you've come in to see us this afternoon is a sort of initiative that you've started, isn't it? Yeah, no. Um, again, coming from sort of like youth football and... You could call me a reject for Youth Academy. Um, I really want to help out the youth, you know, those players that have gone through the Youth Academy, gone through the youth cycle, and they've come out of it and don't know what to actually do with themselves. There's a lot of players that I like that around, and it's it's mentally very draining, especially when you want to do something that you're very, very passionate about. And for myself, it took me a good few years to get over the fact that you know what, you're not going to be a professional footballer. Mm. You know, that's a dream that you grow up with. And luckily enough, I got into music and whatnot. But it could have easily gone down the wrong route, wrong direction. And I could have got into all sorts of nonsense. Mm. And I want to help those kids out that feel like they haven't got nothing left. You know, they're they're emotionally... uh, What's the word? They're, They're emotionally lost and mentally struggling to deal with that fact. What What sort of age range are we talking about then here? I'm talking anything from being sort of like... 
14, 13, all the way up to 21. You know, I want to I want to help them as much as I possibly can. And it's going to take a long while for that message to get across and the way we're going to do it and just sort of like get a foundation for that. But I feel like within the next, I don't know, 12, 12 to 24 months, we can sort something out. Okay, so where, where are we at, at the moment? And what's up and running? If people listen to this, want a bit of help? Is it's just, a website? It's just, raising, it's just raising awareness at okay. the minute. It's quite simply. It's showing people that, you know, outside of that, you know, football academy, you can still do other things. And it's just like, it's not just sports as well. It's music as well. You know, um, there's a lot of musicians that haven't, made it to where they want to make it but there are still stuff that you can do out mm. of it there are stuff that you can do outside of football um as well physio um coaching yeah related, kind of related that relate to yeah, sports sure. and it's not just that as well it's making people aware that you know you can still stay active even if you're not a professional athlete if you're sort of like everyday blogs who wants to get involved with something you can still do that and where are you with regards to the music what are rudimental arts at the moment you, you have to forgive me my Mate, knowledge of music is appalling okay so i can tell i can tell <laughs> No, Rudimental's always been busy, thankfully. Um, we've currently got a residency in Ibiza and we've been touring all summer all over the gaff. Um, what a horrible job that must be. Oh, it's, it's difficult. Just look at this week, for example, we're at Ibiza tomorrow at Ibiza Rocks and then we're in Austria doing another DJ set and then we're in Brussels doing a live show. So what I probably won't get home until Monday. What time do you come on? What time does your set start? Set starts at 6.30 in Ibiza, yeah. Oh, PM, or PM. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you it's a pool party. No, you can never tell. <laughs> Look, my day will start from 5 a.m. and I will probably won't get out of um, the club until about 5 a.m. Oh, wow. Just to confirm, that's a job, yeah? That is a that's job. A job. That's that incredible. is the job. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Do you remember what it's like being in your 20s? I sometimes look back at that period of my life and laugh just as much as I cringe. If you do the same, then you've got to watch Queenie, the new original series on Hulu. Who is Queenie? Queenie is a 20-something year old living in London. She's facing all the firsts. First major heartbreak, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through those mommy issues. Can she turn her quarter-life crisis into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Definitely. The new series Queenie is now streaming on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Great tune this. I like this. Welcome back to the last hour of Hawksby and Jacobs with me, Andy Goldstein, in for Paul Hawksby. 
alongside Andy Jacobs. Yes, we haven't done any of these. Uh, what's the worst present you've ever had? Have we not done them? Well, we, we haven't do them done all? them. For, we did a few earlier. Right, right. Is there a couple there in front of you? Uh, my brother bought me a car CD player for Christmas one year. I was eleven. <laughs> I said, it's you on the M3. That's nice. Nice present. That is good. It's good. I haven't read the other one, so I don't want to. <laughs> okay. I don't want to just read them out. Just you know. one. Just one at the top. Well, yeah, because I could read that quickly before I read it. What have you got for us? What goodness have you got? Oh, is it me? <clears throat> Thank you very much. Uh, what have I got? I wasn't expecting that, which I should have been, really. Um, yes, did you know? I, well, I'm quite interested. We haven't talked about it. The referee tonight is Stephanie okay. Frappard. She took uh, charge of the <clears throat> Women's World Cup final. She is the first woman to officiate uh, in a proper you know, men's final and mm-hmm. it's quite a big thing. Huge, huge moment. Huge is moment. Is there VAR tonight, do you know? Oh yeah, I would imagine there is. Yeah. I don't know that but I, I'm almost okay. certain I think all the UEFA games. Yeah, it's a huge moment. So good luck, Stephanie. I, I don't look. know her. That's I, good. I don't know what sort of rest she is. I don't know, you know, if she's lenient or, you know, lets the game flow. Mm. Mike well, Dean about it. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> you see Mike Dean skipping over those through balls. Do you see that? He, he loves it, doesn't he? <sighs> Dear. It's not going to get less. Just Mike Dean's going to get more and more. I know, By the time I know. he finishes, just drives me insane. Be wearing an it's, outfit. It's not about you, Mike Dean. <clears throat> no, I know. I, I like him because I always think with Mike Dean, you get a game that is, you know, that he does let the players play. Yeah, but he then, lets it flow. But yeah. I think a good referee is a good referee we don't know about, we don't talk about. Mm. You know, rather yeah. than one that does these little fancy dance skips over. Mm. Anyway, I always like these stories where you get them all the time. The the, the the 999 calls that shouldn't have been a 999 call. Oh, these call. are good, yeah. Uh, Thames Valley Police received a 999 call from someone unhappy with their Tesco chicken. <laughs> Drink must have been taken, wasn't it? What planet? Did, did they think, say what was wrong with it? Well, I don't think they were felt it was of sufficient quality. I don't think, I'd the, love, don't think the police can do anything about that. I'd love to be in that conversation where, you, is it bad enough for me to call the police? <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> exactly, what... In what sense did I think you felt that somehow you were robbed by the, the aforementioned supermarket because you didn't think the chicken was of quality? I couldn't. I do think those people that make those calls should actually be arrested. I think they should. And why don't you, you know, if you've got a problem with the chicken from Tesco, why not do what everybody else does? And don't phone the police. Just take the chicken <laughs> back and say, I'm not happy with this chicken. It wasn't yeah. right. And then you'll probably get mm-hmm. a new chicken. Marks and Sparks are doing this thing at the moment. It's very clever. Where if you spend over, I think it's 20 pounds, they give you um, little. Do you remember what the Panini sticker albums? Yeah. They give you little, like, packets mm. but inside mm. are miniature versions of some of the products that they sell oh that's quite fun and so the kids oh, yeah. the kids are dead so I've been turning those down I've been oh th- get them in my kids will have oh, right. honestly so every time we walk past them even if I don't want to buy them can we go in and spend over 20 pounds <laughs> oh goodness sake <laughs> very clever of them yeah it, it is works. Well, that's, that's true actually yeah and um, Tom Brady, the uh, quarterback, American. Oh no, Tom Brady! Yeah, he plays for the Philadelphia Sixties. <laughs> you must have heard of Tom. Yeah, yeah, Brady. he plays for the Bears. Yeah, New England Patriots. Yes, yeah, the, the Redskins. Most, he's probably the most famous. He certainly won the most Super Bowls of anybody of all time. He's a very famous. Oh, that's Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> His house is on the market for thirty-two point eight million, and he said that he, he doesn't necessarily want to sell it now, but he thinks it would be a bit of a slow seller. It's not surprising, really. How many people have got 32.8 wow. Did he say how much he bought it for? He didn't, actually, no. All right. He didn't. I'll, you I'll give that? him a ring off. Will you be buying show. that with your 20 years of TalkSport <laughs> money behind you? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? And uh, I don't know if you've ever worn, apart from if you're going to an evening do or anything, have you ever worn more than, say, two outfits in a day? Great question. Um, are you including going to the gym? No, I'm including normal clothes. No, never more than one. 
the actress uh, Kate Blanchett yesterday was recorded walking through New York wearing six different outfits. Six. Where's she going? I don't know. What's and, the point? And where's the stops? <laughs> well, she, so she'd walk a bit, then there'd be a trailer. She'd get into that, change the. No, no idea. Is that that's not in the making know. of a movie or something yeah, she's doing? No, she was just uh, socialising in New York, as far as I know. You've so. been in a movie. Have I been in a movie? Yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be good. Well, well actually, I slightly got cut out. I was. Uh, <laughs> Oh, there you go. <laughs> it was uh, Ben Winston who's gone on to be an amazing producer. Yes. Uh, does James Corden show. Does James Corden show. He's now the producer of the Emmys. He, he uh, worked with me when I... He was a runner on a show that I worked on. What was that? What show was that? A show called Rookies. Me a and show Tom called Moore. Rookies? It was a sports show for uh, kids, basically. Okay. If I would have in, done in that... In the mid-90s. It would have been about Chewbacca and It would friends. have been, yeah, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> me and Tom Watt did that. And uh, Tom knew... Ben and, and so Ben was I think he was 14 at the time okay yeah and, he, and he, I, you recognised immediately this guy's going to go on and do something in which he has and uh, and of course one of his first things before James Corden before all that they did a, him and his company and the guys that worked with him did this amazing program where they film rather where they followed two uh, keepy uppy uh, what do you call them? What's the official correct term for that? Soccer skills people, you know. Yeah, you know what I mean. So is this looking for Maradona? Is that one? Yeah. Searching for Maradona? Searching for Mar and it starts in, not this studio. You don't play Diego, do you? I, I could do with my <laughs> stomach. But in that old, um, in the old studio, it, it took place well, in there. sport? Yeah, they came and filmed the, the if you watch the film, it starts yeah. with them in the studio and, uh, and sort of, I think Paul's interviewing, and I got cut out for some reason. <laughs> cutting Did you room really? floor, yeah. It was quite well, you know what probably There's happened? There's another film with us in it as well. That also, that they I probably came remember. in, Andy, at the top of that film, and they probably went, yeah, we're going to go all the way to see Maradona, we're going to yeah. film it, and they probably cut you out going, what's the point? That's that, probably what's happened. That's very true, actually. And it's uh, very true. And I didn't know. I could see the point. Ben's got... He never told us the story on the... And he, I couldn't possibly do this anecdote justice, but it's a, it's a brilliant anecdote about how they'd filmed everything and they realised they didn't have permission from Diego Maradona to sort of... The lads meeting or waiting outside his house and all that. So they had to get the consent form signed. And Ben goes to Buenos Aires to get this done and Maradona's not there, and the wife's there, she answers the door, and basically, while he's there, he gets they, the family get a call that Diego's been killed in a car accident. Dramatic stuff. And they're all crying, of course, naturally, they're all crying, they're in hysterics, Ben doesn't know where to put himself, he's trying to console them and comfort them and everything, and uh, as it turned out, he was fine. He phoned, while he was there, he phoned and said, no, it's, it's not true. So there you go. Jeez. But it's a, it's got a that much better, video, It's a much better anecdote. I've ruined it now. It's much no, better. No, 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 you haven't. Yeah. You haven't. And what's the other movie you think you might be in? <sighs> I can't remember now. Paul would remember. It's not Lethal Weapon know. 2, is it? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Have you ever been would you like to be in a movie playing someone else that's not you? If you were just like man at bus stop. Yeah, I'd like, like to be in the Roy Hodgson story. <laughs> if they ever make that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well actually that'd have to be the audio version. I don't think I don't really look like Roy. How would it begin that? You know, very, very happy to be here on the film. You know, do you think very, you know? Do you think anyone has ever said to him, Roy? Listen, when you talk, you do say the word very twice. You can just yeah, very, out. very excited. You Why know? do you think he does that? Well, I have absolutely no idea. But okay. I'm very, very glad that he how, does. How would Roy Hodgson sound talking to the fellow from Steptone Son? 
the, the sun. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, a, that's also it's, true. It's exactly the same. <laughs> it is the same. You dirty old man. Basically, it's the same voice. <laughs> Do you mind seeing yourself on telly? I've seen you in a couple of talking heads. Oh, you've been sat next uh, to Paul. Yeah, I don't mind. I'm normally like a ventriloquist dummy. I'm the one that's just like nodding when we do no, it. No, you're not. But uh, yeah, I, I don't mind. Yeah, you d- you've done quite a lot actually, from going back to the stuff you mentioned. Also, you did the fantasy football. Have you got any boxes left to tick? Is there something you want to do? Um, no, not really. No, I'm quite very happy. I'm, <laughs> I'm enjoying. The, I'm enjoying my new art. Uh, Oh yes, of course. I'm yeah, hoping that will develop. And you spoke to any galleries at all? Or? Well, you know, keep you watch this space. That's a no. Then. Literally, <laughs> no. It's not a no. You, you had me speak to galleries. I, I, I watch this space. I don't want to say because whenever Do you, you want talk to name about, it, take. Maybe Tate. <laughs> have you have you heard of the Tate? No. When you when you talk, do you find this about any project you're working on? It's the old story. As soon as you talk about it, it doesn't happen. Mm. So let's wait and see. I'll let you know when it's happening. All right, that'd be good. You have an opening night. Wait, he's not. Think? He's giving nothing away. Giving nothing away. All right. Okay. Go. What else you got on there? I've got Daniel Craig at the rugby. Uh, I don't know if you've done this because you've done quite a lot of telly, and I don't know if you've ever felt, you know, when you walk outside, I don't really want to be bothered by anybody today i'm at a sporting event or whatever it's not your personality i must admit to do that but uh if you do you would you do what daniel craig did which is this it's basically sort of try and disguise yourself it never works the camera's always got cap and glasses on cap and sunglasses on yeah we we call that a steve mcfadden uh phil from eastenders we we went saw him in edinburgh he was basically had his collar up yeah hat turned down like this and he's walking he's like what's the point mate you you're Phil from EastEnders. Everybody knows that. <laughs> so, what's the point? It's the same thing. You're the one of the most famous people in the world. Doing that is not going to make any difference. No. Does that bother you when famous people shy away from the public? Or do you think they're duty-bound? I don't know. I don't mind. Do you get hassled when you go out? <laughs> I don't even get recognised. You know, you know I, I did get recognised in Edinburgh this year. That was quite good. By a taxi driver. Yeah? Yeah. What do you say? No. I was walking through the airport the other day when I went to Florence a couple of weeks back and someone went, Oi, it's Annie Jacobs! No, and I, honestly, no, I went. Well, you got. I mean, it's only another fifty percent. You got to get right on that yeah, one. Yeah, no, actually, that's right. He thought he's. He said, "Oh, it's Paul Hawksby, isn't it?" So he thought I was Paul. But how? I mean, how would that happen? I mean, he recognised me from my voice, but he still thought I was Paul. But there you go. It doesn't matter. What does it matter? It's good that you recognised me. So. Yeah. Okay. So we're like the programme. Yes. Uh, we've only got well less than an hour now. When we come back, we're talking to Tim Vickery, uh, our South American expert. We'll be talking about all things Alexis Sanchez and also finding out the Neymar scenario, what's going on there. Uh, we've still got Dr. Andrea Utley to come. She's from U- Leeds University, who has done a recent study that suggests that watching football, any football, any match at any level, is good for your health. I quite like that. And we'll be gearing up, of course, to the Super Cup final. Is it a final? Um, two teams of this, like the Chariot Community. That's final, yeah. Is it? European Super Cup final. Is it a final, though? Oh, I mean, there's no yeah. competition to get there, is it? It's just a meeting. Well, there is. You have to win the Champions League or win the Europa League. Yeah, but, OK. Well, I mean, well, United must have been in it a few years back. Yeah, yeah. Been in four, I think. One, one, lost three. What was the last one? Who did you play? Oh, I can't even remember either. No, I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Or maybe it was. I can't Actually, remember. Actually, it was only about three years ago because Mourinho won the Europa League, didn't he, in his first year? So it would have been the following year. Probably Real Madrid, I'd imagine. Would you like, hold on. I can Google it now if you want. Uh, no, you're going to have to wait. No, okay, tell me. That. Do it in the break. I'll do it in the break then when we come back. I'll have the answer. What's your question? Who did United lose to in the last... So wouldn't be who would they beat, would it? Just lose to. Well, you've just said they, they basically... Well, I think we've won one and lost three. Yeah, so the chances are... <laughs> <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Andy, let me ask you a question. When you watch your team Chelsea play... Yes. If they play badly and you're mm. screaming either at the 
the telly, if you're watching it an away match or you're there at the mm. bridge, do you think that is the same um, for your health or worse or better than if your team win? I think the I'd imagine. I mean, we're, we're going to contradict all this. So you'd yes. the, the, in, intuitively, you would think that the more exciting the game is, the worse it is for you. The more you're sort of like hanging on the end of the seat, grabbing the thing, and you know, going mad and everything. So I'd imagine that would be worse for you than watching a game between two neutral teams that you're not particularly well, bothered. Let's about. find out because yeah. our next guest has actually done a study that suggests watching football is good for your health, no matter what game you are watching. Let's find out more as we say good afternoon to Dr. Andrea. Utley. Andrea, good afternoon to you. Hello there. So firstly, um, welcome to the show. And tell us a bit more about what else you found in your study. Well, a variety of things. Um, we looked at blood pressure. We looked at heart rate. We also interviewed the fans. And we also did a, a an emotion, sports emotion questionnaire. And in a nutshell, what we found was that um, heart rate did elevate. It particularly elevated after a goal had been scored. Um, but ultimately what we found was that it was really dependent on whether your team um, finished up with a win or finished up with a loss. And if you finished up with um, a win, then um, your blood pressure actually dipped a little bit. Really? So ultimately that, you know, there was positivity around that. Um, if you lost, your blood pressure was slightly elevated. But ultimately, the heart rate that you experience, despite fans saying things like, oh, you know, I've nearly died watching uh, Sheffield Wednesday or the stress of it, you know, I don't think I can cope with much more. The reality is your heart rate doesn't go up much more, really, than if you're on a brisk walk. Okay. And let's face it, if it did, we'd all be in the stands panting and, mm. you know, leaning over and, uh, yeah, and struggling. True. Doc, let me ask you, your survey was um, analysed with 25 Leeds fans, is that right? Aged between 20 and 62. That's right. And, and obviously they, they missed out on the playoffs, they didn't go up. So does that mean you'd be a healthier person if you supported a club that was more successful? Um, it's difficult to say because um, it would depend on your starting point and how healthy you were. Um, to begin with, I think the ultimate message is um, watching football um, and watching a team and being passionate and devoted to to that team for a long period of time isn't going to do you any harm. And did you find a difference between people watching their own team and people watching, say, an exciting neutral game? Say, for example, last year, uh, Tottenham and Man City, I had no skin in the game, but I, I went mad at the end of the game and got very excited. So I just wondered if there's a difference... In, in that. Well, we didn't actually look at that because what we actually did was we just looked at Leeds United and we watched the last game, which was their game against Brentford, which unfortunately for them, Sheffield United had just won. So that meant ultimately they were in the playoffs. So as a result of that, going into the game, the fans knew that you know they weren't going to get automatic uh, promotion, so they were a bit deflated. The next two matches that we looked at were were playoff games, so obviously tensions were high. That was Leeds versus, um, this is back in May, that was Leeds versus um, Derby, the oh, first yeah. leg of which, of course, Leeds won 1-0. So after that, there was, you know, a dip in blood pressure. Um, the, yes, there was elevation in heart rate when Leeds scored, and the mood was excitement and expectation. Okay. Unfortunately for Leeds, the next match was um, quite dramatic, lots of goals. Leeds finished up not being promoted. Derby went forward to the to the playoff final and there we saw um, 
elevations in heart rate, elevations in, in um, blood pressure. Again, not to dangerous levels, but what we did see, which was quite significant, was the mood. Mm. And, the, you know, the devoted fans, and they were all, you know, long-term or, or really committed to Leeds, were, they were depressed, they were, they were angry, they were disappointed. And for some of them, that lasted for weeks. Whereas when the team won, the excitement only lasted for a few days. So mood-wise, it, it can be have a very detrimental effect on, on the fans. Are they but, your team? Um, Are you a Leeds fan, Doc? I'm not. I'm a Blade. Sheffield mm, okay. United. Up oh. the Blades. Yeah, oh, yeah, so right. did you did you compare your um, <laughs> blood pressure levels to the Leeds fans then? I didn't. No, I didn't. I was too busy uh, checking that everything was going on okay with the study. But uh, And also, it was a bit uncomfortable for me because, of course... Um, we just won against Brentford, and so all the people arrived to take part in the study. So I kind of kept a bit under the radar. You know, I didn't take, I didn't wear my Sheffield United shirt <laughs> no. for that one. <laughs> it'd, be good, it'd be good if you had. That would have raised yeah. the blood pressure. That now, might have done it, actually. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember that program where Sam Allardyce and I can't remember who the other manager was. I should remember were were monitored and on the sideline during a game, and they they found, didn't they, that their blood pressure and their heart rates did get up to quite dangerous levels, yeah. I think. It did, but there's a big difference there, isn't there? Because ultimately, that's their job. Yeah. That's their career. And so, if um, you know, if it goes well for, for the team, then it's great for the coach. If the team loses, you could lose your job. You know, the fans are not going to lose their jobs if Leeds United, um, you know, don't don't actually win. So I think it depends on what the stakes are that that does affect um, and, and you when, know, your heart rate. When you've done a study like this, what do you do with the findings? What happens now? Um, well, what happens now is things like this. We um, we you know we share that information with a range of different people. Um, we will share we will share the information with um, Leeds United. And uh, obviously the ultimate aim for us is to look at how this might um, be useful for long-term health or promoting health or really just adding to our knowledge of what happens to the body when we're doing a, a variety of different things. So basically, if your team win, you're happier, and if your team lose, mm. you're sad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I think outside I've of that... I've got to save you a lot of money, you know, Doc. Yeah, You've got to yeah. prove it scientifically, though. That's the point. Yeah, Brilliant. but ultimately as well... I think what we've done is we've got rid of the myth that watching your team is such a stress on your cardiovascular system that you're putting you, putting you at danger. It's not. It actually takes you to a good level of okay. arousal, but a good level of... It's, 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 a, it's a minor workout, so it's actually good for you on okay. those levels. Being yeah. passionate is good for you. Yeah. I like a good level of arousal, so that's a good place to end it. Okay. Hey, let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> well, By the way, I've got that DVD. No, too early for that? Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, too early for that. We just, have to finish, we just have to finish with Up the Blades. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Sorry, right. yeah. Doc, thanks so much for coming on. All right, bye now. There you go, yeah, Dr. Andrea Utley from Leeds University. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas... You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) 
a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.